Good morning, everyone. It is the 25th of April. My name is Lorna Denny, and I'm joined today by Seamus Lyons and Alex Byrne. Equity markets were troubled last week by fears that interest rate rises would start to accelerate. Meanwhile, somewhat ironically, the impact of the war in Ukraine is being clearly felt in cuts to global growth forecasts, with the IMF now looking for 3.6% growth this year against the 4.4% they forecast as recently as January. But the flash PMI data have shown persistent strength. The US slipped but remained well above 50, while the Eurozone Composite PMI actually rose on the month. Elsewhere, the Q1 reporting season got underway in the US. Some dramas there, Seamus. Hi, Lorna. Yes. So a lot of headlines were related to Netflix stock price. I think it fell 40% on the day and like 35% on the week. So it reported falling subscriber numbers. So the first time ever that it's done that. So markets reacted very negatively. Also, it's guidance that this coming quarter, are going to probably see another 2 million fall in subscriptions. So that spooked markets quite a lot because this is one of the stocks that has done very well in recent years when he's darting growth stocks, especially during the kind of the pandemic era. And that then also had a very negative impact on similar types of companies. So the broader tech and growth sectors, they also had a pretty bad week on this. But actually, if you look outside it, we are in the Q1 earnings seasons, and it's similar to what we've seen in the last two years or so. You've seen most companies, like so almost 80% are beating their earnings estimates, and, and they're beating them by a comfortable amount. So, you know, you've had a few companies such as Netflix not doing very well, but you've also still seen a lot of companies reporting strongly as well. That's encouraging. But elsewhere, central banks have grabbed the headlines. US Fed President Jay Powell responded to the March CPI inflation number of 8.5%, Seamus. Yeah, so you've seen, well, there's been a number of Fed governors and the chairman Powell out and about recently. So so Powell yet last week was in front of a committee and talked about being absolutely essential to restore price stability. Those are the words he used. And so making it very clear that a 50 basis points increase in interest rates is highly likely in May highly likely in June. So actually you're seeing markets begin to price in. Actually, the next three Fed meetings likely to see 50 bips increases in each of those. This has resulted in bond yield curve flattening. So the short end rising quite a bit. So quite negative moves again on the bond markets. And But it wasn't just Powell. You had like James Bullard. He's the, the Fed governor for St. Louis. He came out and was talking about potentially 75 basis points of increase. I think he was more trying to make an elaborate point. It's probably, it probably wasn't his base case, but the governors of the Fed are really coming out to try and tell markets that they are really trying to get ahead of this inflation issue because it is what's spooking markets right now. It is, and that is quite a concerted message from the Fed. What about the European Central Bank, Alex? Morning, Lorna. Lagarde announced on Friday that bond buys should end early in Q3, and rate rises are still likely this year, with almost all sources looking at two rises before the end of the year, potentially three. The market currently pricing in around 0.85% of rises, putting the current negative 0.5% rate back into positive territory. ECB's long-term inflation forecast still show inflation falling back below 2% naturally, but more recently, 2024 estimates showing inflation above target. To say that ECB is cautious is an understatement. The last raised rates in 2011 on the eve of the bloc's debt crisis, a move that likely still haunts the group. Yes, it does. And it was interesting to hear Lagarde saying that the ECB would take whatever action is needed, almost a, an echoing of what was done back at the debt crisis then. And what about the major Asian central banks? 
So in Japan, there isn't normally a lot to say about the actions of the Bank of Japan. They've been the most steadfastly dovish of all central banks, certainly across the major central banks. However, inflation is rising everywhere, and although for now Japan has been seemingly somewhat immune, there is inevitably steamrolling towards the island nation as a mass importer of both energy and goods. What we've seen very recently is an increasing number of actions by the BOJ, stepping in more frequently to control the yield curve at its targeted levels. Elsewhere, China's central bank pledged to support the economy despite the crippling COVID outbreaks, promising to keep policy accommodative. Specifically, they picked out wanting to offer further support to small and medium-sized enterprises and cutting the amount of cash that banks must hold as reserves, or the RRR rate, increasing liquidity in the wider economy. These comments coming at a time when increasing numbers of analysts cut their growth forecasts for China. Not surprisingly, with that zero COVID policy persisting there. In the week ahead, though, France will be coming to term with the presidential election results. That's right. I mean, thankfully for investors and most European politicians, there's now very little to say on the subject. The incumbent business-friendly President Emmanuel Macron secured re-election, the first time this has happened since Jacques Chirac 20 years ago. Had the opposing Marine Le Pen secured election, there would have been an upending in European norm at a foundatory level. Yes, and we are expecting PMI data from China, which could indicate the extent of the setback from these recent COVID lockdowns. Also, preliminary Q1 GDP data from the US, Seamus. Yes. So the first quarter GDP figures for the US, it's expected to come in at 1.1. This is a significant decline from what we saw at the end of last year for Q4, which was a 6.9 gain. But actually much of that quarter, like so Q4 last year, much of that rise came in inventories and trade. And these are what are expected this time around to moderate quite a bit, particularly on the export side, which was quite weak in the US during the first quarter. But there is probably parts of that report which are less negative. So consumption has picked up and it's showing some good growth, but it's probably an area that's going to catch a lot of attention is the inflation components. These are again expected to show that particularly this US PCE inflation, this is going to show a little change, which means the readings are remaining stubbornly high. So it'll probably be quite a mixed report. You've other bits as well coming out. So new home sales probably doesn't get a lot of attention, but because of what's going on, on the interest rate side, housing market is an area that actually is going to be most impacted by the rise in rates. And so you're going to see a bit more attention to the reports when these come out as to the impact it's going to have new home sales or anything to do with the housing market. So that's one for this week as well. Well, and then in the midst of the Q1 earnings season, so some big names this week, Alphabet, Meta or Facebook as it once was called, uh, even on the cyclical side, Exxon doing very well at the moment with the oil prices being high. So, so yeah, it's going to be a busy week all around. Yes, it should be an interesting week. Thank you both very much indeed. Thanks, Lorna. Thank you, Lorna.